I'm Anna. If you're new here, welcome to my channel, where we explore folklore, mythology, myths, legends and fairy tales every week. And if you're a returning subscriber, welcome back. Today we're going to look into some stories and legends about the Wild Hunt all across Europe, and some similar phenomena from other areas of the world. Let's get started. Stories of the Wild Hunt go back hundreds, even thousands of years, and the legend is thought to have originated in Scandinavia and other Germanic regions of Europe. And since then it's spread far and wide, all across the world. At heart, the legend tells of a huge group of ghosts, usually mounted upon spectral horses, who ride across the dark nights, usually during winter stealing souls of people that they come across, sometimes kidnapping them and taking them to the spirit or fairy world, and other times simply killing them. Jacob Grimm, one of the Grimm's brothers from Grimm's fairy tales, coined the term Wild Hunt, or Wilde Jagde in German, in the 1800s in his publication of Germanic or Teutonic mythology. However, today, the Wild Hunt is known by many different names, all across Europe. Across many different regions, seeing the hunt was supposedly a very bad omen, and could signify battle and war to come, sickness and plague, or even the death of the person that was unfortunate enough to witness it. The biggest way in which the different versions of the Wild Hunt legend vary from region to region has to do with who exactly makes up the hunt. Who are the mysterious hunters that fly through the night? And who on earth is at the front leading them? Many different legends tell many different stories. Across Scandinavia, the wild hunt goes by a few names. Oskoreja or Oskotsreja meaning the ride of Oshkot, the home of the Norse gods. It sometimes also goes by Odensjakt, meaning Odin's hunt. One interesting thing to note about the Scandinavian legends of the wild hunt is that the phenomena is very rarely seen, and more often it's only heard. The great stampede of horses, the howling of dogs or wolves, thought to be Odin's dogs, hunting and barking in the night, is the most common tale that we have from Scandinavia of the wild hunt. The hunt is very rarely seen, and it's thought that those that see it come to a very ill fate indeed. Odin's dogs play an important role in the legends of the wild hunt in Scandinavia. Many old folk beliefs across the Nordic region say that you should carry bread when travelling in the darkness of wintertime, to throw to Odin's dogs, to distract them so that you can escape should you encounter Odin's hunt on the road. Many would also paint their doors with a cross of thick black tar. This was thought to prevent the riders from being able to enter and it was also thought to keep the souls of those sleeping inside 
safely inside and away from the hunters. It was thought that as the riders went past, they would call forth to the souls and steal them out of people's bodies and into the night to ride with them. In Norway, there are folk tales of a similar phenomenon called Juledeja, or the Yule Ride, or Christmas Ride. It was said that at Christmas time, all the trolls, hulder, and other underground folk would come out and parade around, playing tricks, being loud, and causing chaos for anyone that was outside during that time. Similarly, and quite possibly related to the Yuledeja, is the Lucereja, which occurs on the eve before St. Lucia's Day, the 13th of December, called Lucinat, or Lucy's Night. It's said to be a similar parade of havoc and vandalism, of dead souls, witches, trolls, and other magical creatures, who are all led by the female witch or troll, known as Lucy. This is thought to be a more modern version of the Wild Hunt. Some legends of the Wild Hunt tell that it's made up of female witches and demons that fly through the night and terrorise the good folk. In the book Phantom Armies of the Night, The Wild Hunt and the Ghostly Processions of the Undead by Claude Le Couteau, he describes one folk belief that the hunt is made up of female witches, who have created ghostly apparitions, or doubles of themselves, to ride through the night. The oldest accounts that we have that link the wild hunt to female witches, demons, or sorceresses comes from Birchard of Worms, the bishop of the imperial city of Worms in Germany from the 11th century. Over his lifetime, he authored 20 books, known collectively as the Decretum, and in this he describes that Certain women possess the ability to propel flesh and blood doubles of themselves to roam for great distances, committing evil deeds, killing people, eating them, placing pieces of wood or straw in the place of their hearts, and then reanimating them. Have you believed, as certain women are accustomed to believe, to wit that by virtue of other limbs provided you by the devil, you have crossed in the silence of the night through closed doors to fly into the clouds where you have waged battle on others, both inflicting and receiving wounds? Many legends from Germany say that the wild hunt is led by the female goddess Holda, sometimes called Frau Holle. She is thought sometimes to be the wife of Wardham, which is often interchangeably used with Odin in the Scandinavian countries. She goes by many different names in different regions. Holda, Frau Holle, Bertha, Pachetta, Bertha, and more. Other folk tales tell that the hunt is caused by an undead nobleman who was cursed after behaving dishonorably. 
doomed to hunt in the dark nights of winter forever, and bringing other sinful souls with him as he went. It's also commonly believed in Italy that the wild hunt is led by a female. Some say that it's led by Herodias, a goddess who may have connection to a princess of the same name who was born around 15 BC, in what is today southern Israel, but was part of the Roman Empire at the time. Stories tell that the princess ordered the execution of John the Baptist, who was vocally against her and her husband's marriage, as he had divorced his first wife to be with her, and she had been married to his brother. This is forbidden by Jewish law, as a brother and sister-in-law are said to be brother and sisters in blood, so a marriage between the two is viewed similar to incest. It was said that Herodias wished to be presented with John the Baptist's head, and he was executed by beheading by her husband himself. In later biblical stories, she was vilified and demonized, which isn't surprising considering her wicked actions in life. Some even suggest that she may have been the demon Lilith from Jewish belief in disguise. However, this is likely just rumor and speculation. Due to this, Herodias became an anti-Christian figure that the church said was worshipped by witches and demons, especially throughout the period of the Inquisition. Another closely linked figure that was thought to lead the wild hunt, rather than Herodias, is the Roman goddess of Diana. She, of course, was the goddess of the hunt, amongst other things, and she also had a cult following, particularly among peasants, well into the Middle Ages. She too was said to be worshipped by witches, and was a prominent anti-Christian figure. In Lunigiana, a province of Italy, there are legends of Caccia Infernale, or the Infernal Hunt. It's said that this hunt is followed by gusts of frozen icy wind, and it consists of aggressive spectral hounds and evil spirits that terrorise the mountainous regions of the province. Across Britain, many say that the Wild Hunt is led by King Arthur, leading his men, their horses, and their hunting dogs through the night sky. Some say that the Vikings brought over their version of the Wild Hunt when they settled in Britain. Therefore, many across the British Isles still believe today that Odin is the one that leads the Wild Hunt. There's also mention, however, of a King Harla, and he's an interesting character, because some believe that it may be Odin in disguise, or simply a legendary character or mythological figure that was influenced by Odin. As well as this, some people think that he's completely separate, and he's a legendary king that used to be King of Britain, before he was spirited away to the Celtic or magical otherworld. Then said, a few hundred years later, he returned, but in spirit form, as the leader of the Wild Hunt. There's another version of the Wild Hunt, 
which is local to Windsor in Berkshire in England. It tells of the wild hunt being led by Herne the Hunter, a ghost of a mounted rider with antlers that grow from his head. He is most commonly known to haunt Windsor Great Park and the surrounding forest, and he's especially known to show up when kings die or just before they die. In Devon, in the southwest of England, there are legends in the form of a sort of wild hunt of the terrible wish towns and their leader, who's thought to be a terrible hunter that carries a great spear and a horn about his neck. Sometimes he's mounted, and other times he simply walks with his dogs. The wish towns are terrible hellhounds, sometimes thought to have glowing eyes, large fangs and teeth, and shaggy black fur. The hounds are said to live in Wisman's Wood, which is an ancient and very beautiful woodland located in the heart of Dartmoor. I've actually visited Wisman's Wood, and it is a really magical place with a very ancient and mystical feeling to it. If you ever have the chance, I definitely suggest you check it out. Some say the hunter that leads the Wist Hounds is an ancient guardian spirit of the moors known as Old Crocken, and he's also thought to live on Crocken Tour just nearby of Wisman's Woods, whereas others say that the hunter is the devil himself. Legends of the wild hunt across Dartmoor say that they're terribly dangerous to babies and young children, and it was said that if you left your door open even a little bit, they may be able to enter and steal your children. In Welsh legends, it's said that the hunt is led by Gwyn Up Neath, who's the overseer of the dead and the underworld in Welsh mythology. It's said that he rides through the sky, mounted on a great demonic horse, followed by pale white hellhounds. Across Ireland, it's commonly thought that the wild hunt is led by Fionn Macur, a legendary warrior and hunter in Irish mythology. It's thought that those that hunt with him are his clan, the Fianna, that followed him in life and now in death. Other Irish legends tell that it's Mananan Maclair, or Mananan, son of the sea, the king of the Celtic or fairy otherworld in Irish mythology, that leads the wild hunt across the sky. In Scotland, the legends of the wild hunt are deeply intertwined with what is known in Scottish Gaelic as the Sluach. Legends of the Sluach, or the army, or the army of the dead, are most common in the western part of the country. It's thought to be a great army of souls or fairies that fly through the air, typically on Halloween. And usually the procession takes the form of a crescent in the air, similar to the manner in which many birds fly. The Sluach was known to swoop down and capture people, sometimes kidnapping them away to fairyland or the other world. Other times they would fly them through the air from island to island 
in the Scottish West Coast, and other times they would simply kill them, leaving them somewhere out in the middle of nowhere. There are also folk tales from the western part of France that tell of a hunter that one day decided to skip church on Sunday and go a-hunting instead. However, this angered God, and he was therefore punished to hunt eternally in the darkness of night, through the cold winter nights. This legend was brought over by French settlers to the Americas, and intertwined with a local native story, which resulted in what is known today as Chasse Gélédie, or the Flying Canoe, or the Magical Canoe. As the legend goes, a wealthy noble that loved hunting so much, he skipped his Sunday mass to go on hunt. He was eventually punished for these sins by being damned to fly in a canoe through the night sky, constantly chased by rabid horses and terrible howling wolves that hunted him forevermore in the afterlife. The element of the flying canoe was thought to have come from native legends, whereas the elements of the wild hunt were thought to have been brought in by French settlers to create the new legend that we just heard. In some Slavic tales, it's said that Baba Yaga is the one that leads the hunt. However, I think it's probably more common to hear that it's Yarilo, the god of fertility and spring that leads the wild hunt. He's said to be mounted on a horse of pure white, wearing a white cloak and a wreath atop his head. In his right hand, he holds a human head, and in the left, pieces of rye grain, riding through the night with all manner of ghosts and spectres. In Costalad's na Charni Melese, in the region of Bohemia, in the Czech Republic, which has a mix of Slavic and Germanic roots, there are legends of the wild hunt that goes as follows. At Christmas time, the wild huntsman leads his procession through the air at midnight. He's preceded by an old man who warns the people of danger. Then comes a woman on a white horse with neither a saddle nor a bridle. On her right side is the wild huntsman riding on a fiery horse, and beneath them are their followers with howling dogs and shouting loudly. It's said that a peasant was returning home once from town at midnight when he suddenly heard hunting cries behind him. Turning around, he saw an old man who shouted to him to be careful. The peasant threw himself down with his face to the ground, and the procession passed by him without incident. Another time, a tradesman was walking through a forest by night. Suddenly, he heard barking dogs and an unusual commotion in the woods. He threw himself down with his face to the ground and before the procession flew past him, he curiously looked up, and from that hour onwards, he was insane. A Polish legend of the wild hunt tells of a tale that happened on a very high mountain known as Buller Mountain. It's said that the wild huntsman frequents this mountain on St. Bartholomew's night, August the 24th. 
and many have experienced how he rides through the woods with a frightful clamour. One time, the head forester of the district was passing through the woods on this night, and he heard a noise. In the belief that he was pursuing some poachers, he followed the sound. Although he exerted himself to the utmost, he was unable to overtake the huntsman. Suddenly, there was a frightful commotion from right above his head, and he heard the words bellowed down to him. Here is something for you from our hunt. And he looked into his lap, and into it, through the carriage window, had been thrown a human leg. Legends from Japan tell of a very similar phenomenon to the wild hunt, however not directly related, known as Yaki Yago, which translates literally to the night parade of 100 demons. It was said to be a procession of spirits and supernatural creatures, marching or sometimes rioting through the streets at night. Unlike the wild hunt, which is thought usually to happen in the darkness of winter, the Yaki Yago was said to happen on hot summer nights, and usually on dates that were thought to be unlucky or have unlucky numbers in them. It was said that anyone who dared to stay outside or try to catch a glimpse of the parade out of their windows would be killed or kidnapped by the spirits and monsters never to be seen again. Those were today's stories and legends of the wild hunt and other similar or related phenomena in mythology and folklore from around the world. I hope you enjoyed it. Let me know, is there anything similar that I missed from folklore or mythology that you know of? Let me know in the comments. But for now, stay safe and I'll see you all in the next video. Bye. Okay, so I'm doing a Halloween, a Samhain episode today. It's a happy Halloween to everybody. And uh, yeah, so that was, that was uh, Anna Brigland, Br Bridgeland. Yeah, she's pretty good, I listen to her. I use her to uh, tell my son bedtime stories. She does a lot of uh, Celtic and Norse. Folklore. Uh, I had some other stuff planned out, but I decided on it just to do something more seasonal. Yeah, I took my son to see Nosferatu and see a chamber. It was pretty cool, man. Uh, this little uh, Kermit, this guy Kermit, this conductor, composer that does the local uh, symphony orchestra, wrote a score for the silent film. It was pretty cool, man. Uh, right, some, some of my interest that I've had for a while, uh, when I was going to school for music and I was in a music production class, one of my class projects was to, uh, I took an old silent film called Genuine. It was a vampire film. By the same director that did The Cabinet of Dac Dr. Caligari. And uh, I ran my bass through the through the garage band on the app on the Mac on the Apple computer and use that DAW digital audio workstation they call it uh, and through the effects 
to perform a uh, to f- perform a score for the silent film, and I was doing like clips of it because the film was too long. I wanted to do certain clips, so that had a good interest to me. I wish I could have got a better recording of it, been prepared for that. And uh, I took my son to a haunted haunted house the other night too on Friday night. It was pretty cool. Yeah. <coughs> Uh, he had fun at that, wore his costume. It's all interesting to note that this Anna Briglund, uh, the Wild Hunt, I always believed it was Freya uh, that led the Wild Hunt with her chariot pulled by the two cats and wearing her uh, her her uniform of feathers from a falcon or an eagle or a, an owl or something. But then I looked it up. It says, uh, after the fall of the Norse religion, she had become a goddess of the wild hunt and Wiccan religion. And me and my son also have been pl- practicing in the room. I move all my, mu- uh, my music equipment into a bedroom and turn it into the sound room. And, our med- and we've been practicing. He's been singing some misfit songs, uh, Skulls and uh, To Walk the Night, which I actually I'll play on here. And, uh, Sa- oh, actually, it's Samhain. It's a Sam Haynes song. What we did to Misfit Skulls. I'm trying to, he's been singing, and I'll play the guitar or the drums, uh, play the bass or the drums. It's pretty cool, man. He's getting it. I'm gonna do one of my Our Father Below readings. It's called the Menage. Unholy lust of the nocturnal divine. Two immortal predators. One mortal prey. Dissolute companions reveling in the existence of this macabre lifestyle. It is a ghoul's night out that we commemorate. A death symphony performed by an orchestra of the undead. Lamenting their sorrow and the cacophony of savage instruments. The creature feature, Saint Lucifer himself, conducting We, attired in a vintage goth ensemble, the red, the black, the white. Red, the color of blood, this crimson passion that we share. Black, the color of death, a dark obsession that inspires. White, the color of illumination, purity of the fright to transpire. Come, my love, the night has only just begun. Our driver awaits, crypt keeper and chauffeur cap and jacket, ushering us into the back of our Draculac. It is a custom Satan-made Hearst limousine. Relaxing now comfortably in sates of human leather, we toast a glass of the typo negative to the evening's coming horror. Knowing seductive looks and sinister smiles silently speaking as the monster roar of 666 horsepower spirit us into the fiendish night. Home is where the heart is, our royal tomb, a chamber of medieval torture and sacrifice. The flesh, a masochistic organism designed to feel, to know, to experience. The mind addicted to sadistic indulgence, mirroring its intoxication through perverse, 
creativity. Sick and twisted is our violent embrace, caressing with sensual pain our prey and bondage. Erotic mordancy exacted from her screams, blood, and domination. The horrific clamor of morbid euphoria echoing the pleasure of our demonic bliss. A passionate touch of evil shared between us. Whoa. <laughs>